I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Cult Pop Show podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post credit scene at the end of each episode, or join us for our monthly movie club Zoom call where we discuss a film together, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash and welcome along to the Cold Popshire Podcast. My name is AJ. And my name is... Ya boy. Alright. We're off to a great start for an improv-heavy episode. <laughs> um, so, this the, the, this week, Richard and I were like, alright, you know, usually our, our episodes between film franchise fortnights, where we discuss a franchise every fortnight, um, we call them off-weeks. And they're typically about often a um, a relevant discussion. You know, we have, a, yeah. we have a discussion that's relevant to the current landscape. And, and of, when we say um, off week, we're not meaning like the podcasts are off or anything like that. It's actually, um, you, you can't really hear it because of our accents, but it's actually oft week as in oft. short for often to do with something, the big news of the week um, yeah, or other yeah. goings on in pop culture. Off week is short for often we can talk about other things. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, usually it's some kind of relevant pop cultural discussion. Sometimes it's a game. Um, and last week uh, we talked about how <laughs> it was a joke we made about how we weren't very good at improv, which is a crucial component of being a successful podcast. Um, and then somehow... And an effort to come up with a an off week idea that maybe gave us a bit of a break from all the hard work we'd been doing recently, but still provided mm. and an with equal level of entertainment. Stuff to the coming listeners. up as well. We've got a lot to yep. um to watch coming up. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, we thought, hey, let's let's do something a little easier. Let's do something a little more chill. Um, and so. What is this episode? I am so unclear on what okay. we're actually doing. So this today. is the thing. I, I, I came up with the idea of this episode as a joke, and then we just kind of rolled with it. Um, so the idea is that um, we've we've messaged our Discord and said, give us a bunch of offers like you would give, like you would yell out at a at an improv night um, for a scenario where like, you know, you would be like, um, okay, what's a, a scenario um, in which two people could meet? And mm. so we made a private... Um, channel on our discord so we could get sent offers and you and i haven't seen them in advance um and then we will um <clears throat> i was gonna say show off our improv skills but it's more about learning and and, and uh honing and improving our improv skills um definitely something i want recorded and <laughs> broadcast to the masses yeah <laughs> i mean so the thing is that it's like uh neither of us have ever like really well I mean, let's I, talk about this. Yeah. What's your relationship with improv comedy? Um, oh, like, 
I, I so I, I studied acting and a little bit of that was like because because improv comedy and like impro- improvisize impro- <laughs> improvisation um is are like two kind of different things or like devising because i've done a lot of like we get given like a scene or you read like a page of a script and then you kind of like you just read it once and then you act the scene and it's more about like you read it to get the essence of it and then you work from there um and so it is very much about um listening and reacting um and it's more just about like feeling the emotion you're supposed to be feeling um improv comedy adds a whole nother like level to that where you're also expected to be funny although i think there is a lot of like um the bar is a lot lower for improv comedy you know if you were to watch like mm. a a scripted show and they're making the same jokes but it's the fact that oh my gosh they came up with that right now that makes it funny or seeing them struggle to come up with something that's funny and so i i don't really like improv and like i well, I, don't, I don't like doing it like um no um it's not something like it used to be something i i enjoyed and i was like you know quite good at i think or like you know had, had a had a bit of a a knack for it and i i feel like now that i haven't done that in 10 years i've lost my knack for it and so not only is it not something i'm super comfortable doing i also think you're better than me at it and i so i don't know i don't know why i thought this podcast would be a good idea because it's not like i'm showing off how you know good i am or anything so I, I, when I was younger in high school, I wanted to be an actor. Like that was yeah. my, f- that was oh, the same. first like le- legitimate, um, future decision that I ever made. You know, before that it was like, I want to make video games, but was not at all the type of person who would ever learn how to do that. Yeah. Um, and so I, I wanted to be an actor for the longest time. And during, um, year 12 drama, um, we were sitting around, uh, our class was sitting around and someone looked up at the grease poster that we had in in the room because our school had done a production of Grease Mm -hmm. a year or so earlier and they said oh my god I just realized that the Grease logo is the shape of a car because the Grease logo is the shape of a car and it's supposed to look like a car that spells Grease and it's real obvious and everyone laughed at her and everyone was like Lameo did you only just realize that oh my god um anyway an hour or so later we're playing um party quirks which is an improv game yeah where you have a quirk and you enter into a scene and the host of the party has to guess who you are right yeah. based on how you act um and my quirk was i've just made the greatest discovery of all time or something like <laughs> that and so i rock in there and i'm just like oh my god my mind is blown oh my god oh and then i was like the grease logo looks like a car <laughs> and no one laughed oh no and i was like what i was so confused i was like it's a callback it's repetition (laughs) it's everything that i know the very few things i knew about improv comedy at the time it ticked all the boxes and i was like did no one get it or did everyone just fucking hate me i don't know (laughs) but it really soured my experience and it wasn't too long after that that I was like, I, can't, I think I want to be behind the camera now. And I still obviously can do acting, but I don't want to study it. I don't want to... I want to get cast in a movie because people have li- liked what I've already done and not because I'm because, yeah, gunned yeah. for a role, you yeah. know? And I'm happy if... Th- that's fine if that never happens, you know? Right. It's fine if 
if I never get afforded that opportunity. I'm not angry that I wouldn't. Um, I, I do. And yeah, no, continue. Sorry. So, so that that was a real turning point for me, where I suddenly realised how much I couldn't stand people not thinking I'm funny when I'm trying to be funny. Yeah. Um, and it's happened a few times on this podcast. I won't lie, but them's the breaks. Uh, and <laughs> it it really made me decide I don't want to do improv, which I think could have potentially been a path I could have taken because there's quite a large improv scene in the city that I live in. Um, probably the closest thing our city has to local celebrities are the the local <laughs> improv, improv troupe. Um, <laughs> but it, it really, it really, some of them listen. <laughs> so it, it really, uh, it really soured my experience. And I vowed I would never do any kind of professional improv um, because of yeah. that. Um, so we're, we're, um, we're going to open up this, this channel of offers and, mm. um, I don't know. We, I, 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 we don't know how many are in there, so we can't necessarily commit to doing all of them. Um, but I imagine some of them will be like a couple of sentences long. Um, and also like this isn't about like how well we can stay in character and like not break and laugh because right. you know, uh, you you don't know that something's funny unless you hear someone else laughing. Um, but just in case, I've just downloaded a canned laughter app so we can see what that sounds like. That did not work. I've never heard you play a sound off your phone that played immediately. That's not a very good canned laughter. That's not the classic at all. Okay, wait. There's a few different options. Um, so it's it's worth noting we did say make them pop culturally related. So that God, I don't like this at all. Um, so that so that it's still on brand with the podcast. What is this episode gonna be called, Richard? I've written in the in our little Google spreadsheet. I've written um, pop cultural improv games. Is that what we're doing? Uh, sorry, would you repeat there. I was too busy laughing along with female American laugh hearty. <laughs> Are we do? Is the episode called like pop cultural improv games? Is that a good title? <laughs> uh, yeah, I also like you called it earlier in the week. Richard and AJ teach themselves improv. <laughs> okay i'll call it that then. um is it so are they we are playing characters that's what we're doing uh, so we're yeah. gonna read a situation and decide which character is gonna be which yeah so i think it'll be like what it'll out. be like you know a shopkeeper or someone goes up to a shopkeeper and tries to return their dvd of um the informant with starring matt damon and right. um they and then i'll be like okay you be the shopkeeper i'll be the it's weird being at the um, start of a podcast and thinking I might not release the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, <laughs> if this just cuts out now, you know that we would not get, we didn't manage to teach ourselves. Yeah. If, if, if we did, if the, the episode we signposted by making the offers chat on discord doesn't come out, um, I guess we'll have to explain this cause you won't even hear this. part. So there you go. <laughs> okay. I'm clicking onto the offers tab. Um, All right, like 50, 62 new messages. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God, there's so many here. Okay. <clears throat> oh God. Why, okay, oh. so we can't read them before we before we look at them, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I can. And is it just first and first, first served, two. or are we going to go randomly through them? 
Uh, I mean, it's going to be hard to go randomly. I, I guess we could. Okay. <clears throat> How about you? I'll start at the bottom and you start at the top. Okay. So everyone in the middle is screwed. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, here we go. First one. Dr. Frankenstein and Igor, or Igor, after another failed attempt to bring the monster to life. Uh, do okay. You to, oh, God. I'll be Igor. <laughs> I can do a bit of Igor. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> okay. Uh, Igor? Yes, master. Could you come in here for a second? Yes, I'll just set down my noodles. <laughs> um, what do you call this? That is your monster, sire. Well, it's not a monster; it's a corpse. What's the difference? Well, I, uh, the monster is alive. It's scared of fire, and people call it Frankenstein. Isn't that you? It, it is me. Although true wisdom is knowing that I'm the real monster. Um, <laughs> You're but, afraid of fire? Are you not afraid of fire? No. Fire is, is the closest thing we have to power <laughs> and weaponry. Um, so you're telling me if you were faced with a blazing flame, you would just walk right into it? No. There's... I, because not being afraid of something doesn't mean that I have to willingly walk into it. I'm not afraid of walls, but I wouldn't walk straight into one. Why would you be afraid of walls? Why would I be afraid of fire? Because it's scary. All right, I, we're we're getting well off track, Igor. I, I it sounds like you are trying to um, distract me from the fact. That you clearly have messed this up somehow. I don't know what you're talking about. I bought you a corpse. You're the one who's supposed to bring it to life. I just pulled the lever. Uh, I bu- I was supposed to buy the corpse. Well, do you want- I'll pull the lever. Look, I'm going okay. over to the lever. <laughs> yes? And I'm pulling the lever. Do you want to give the command? Uh, yeah. Okay. Pull the lever. <laughs> It's alive! It <laughs> okay, cool. Scene. Oh, man, that was good improv, I think. I just sound like Dr. Doofenshmirtz from <laughs> Phineas and Ferb. Okay, all right. Do you want to give us our next offer? So that was a little... That's a little sample of what this podcast is going to be like. So I want to reflect on that a bit. So <laughs> okay, one, yeah, let's, one, let's the very few. The very few rules I know about uh, improv is like ones around, I mean, literally offering and blocking and that like, it's real. It's yes and. We've yeah. talked about this a thousand times. Yeah, but we've never really whatever. explained it. Like people might, they might not even understand what we're saying. Like yes and. All right. Well, the the yes and philosophy is basically that if someone says something in an improv scene, you just go yes and and you go with it. Yeah, you, you saying, go with it and you no, build on but. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because to to block someone is um, not a great thing to do. Yeah, because it's very vulnerable uh, you, to to, to yeah, give out an offer, and so you leave someone high and dry. So do you think we did good, did good yes ending there? Uh I think so. I mean, I, I was trying to. I, I went on your little fire tangent, and then yeah, with that, yeah. when I felt like that we'd milked all we could out of that, I then diverted us back to the main path. Hmm. 
What do you think? Okay. I think that we could have gone through the fire thing for longer. Okay. Well, I think I'm also in the interest the- of this podcast, like, you know, we don't have to fill a whole hour or 90 minutes with no. one offer. So I thought, you know. I guess I thought the the fire thing could have been the whole sketch. Right. Okay. And we could have discussed the whole joke have, about, like, we could have gone into some my fire. one weakness, fire, you know, right, and it's okay. like, that's everyone's weakness kind of thing. All right. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll um, but I'll, this is I'll why be- it's improv. This yeah. is why you don't debrief improv. <laughs> 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 All right. Our next offer, are we saying who the offers are from? Who uh, is that offer? Yeah. From? Yeah. Let's, we can. Um, that was from Dan from Hawaii. Thank you, Dan. All right. This one is from Alan Smithy. Uh, Keanu Reeves tries to trick the cashier at 7-Eleven into thinking they're in the Matrix to get out of paying. So Keanu Reeves is trying to make the cashier think they're in the Matrix. Right. So like now, the cashier I, is in the Matrix. Okay, do you want to be the cashier or Keanu? Um, I'm, what, can you do a Keanu voice? No, I can't. I feel like you can. <sighs> but then right. I feel like the, uh, the, the whole idea of this scene is to know but Keanu. Right. Let's just see how it goes. Depends how smart the cashier is, I yeah. guess. Um, okay, what am I... Th- okay. Uh, yeah, I'll just get these. All my impressions of celebrities sound the same. Yeah. This is my Nicolas Cage voice. This is my Keanu Reeves voice. Yeah, I'll just get this uh, Arizona iced tea. Uh, cool. That'll be $100. So... <laughs> <laughs> It's famously 99 cents. Uh, Sorry, due to import fees. um, Welcome to New Zealand, Keanu. Wow. Well, did you know that import fees aren't real? None of this is real. Really? Yes. What do you you mean? Well, what if I told you that's literally a line from The Matrix? Oh my gosh. Like your movie, The Matrix. Like my movie, The Matrix. What if I told you that oh was based gosh. on a true story? Oh my gosh. I thought I always thought it was a trans allegory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. To- yeah, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> it, you can do a trans reading of it. You can do a, a feminist reading of it or a, a, a communist reading of it. That's the glory of, of film studies and, right, and, wow. and film criticism. Right. So that's the true story part. That's the true story part, but also the true story part is that we live in a simulation. Oh my gosh. What? Anyway, <laughs> I don't think I should have to pay $100 for this Arizona iced tea. Okay, well, what if I could give you a discount? Okay, what what kind of discount? $99? Yeah, alright, that sounds good. Right, the, the discount isn't $99 off, I'm discounting it to $99. <sighs> Keanu Reeves flies away. <laughs> oh my gosh. He was telling the truth. <laughs> uh, and I cool. learned something about my about life. Me the kid. See, you did a you did a real interesting thing there, which was um bringing up a topic that's uh very easy to accidentally offend someone with during improv. <laughs> um like I and to be clear, I, I I like to think of myself as an ally, but if you're asking me to improv and you bring up a subject like that, I'm just like, I don't know what to say here. I'm I'm still learning. I'm just moving <laughs> away from, from from that completely. All right. Okay. Um. Okay. Our next one. Um. It comes to us from 
Vincent Lara. Um, and this is a Nolan fanboy trying to convince a stranger that Tenet is worth risking public safety to see in a theatre. This is good. All right. Do you, what, what a do, good scenario. Do you want to be the Nolan fanboy or the stranger? Uh, I'll be the stranger. Yeah. <clears throat> because I feel like both times the onus has been on me. To <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you be the stranger. I was now. hoping you wouldn't notice for another 62 <laughs> suggestions. Um, Go. <sighs> How about this? I'm just line, sitting eh? in the on the park. I'm sitting in the park reading my book. <sighs> oh God! Oh, I just oh. want to read my book. Pretty tired. Oh, <laughs> oh. you're tired. Yeah, just oh, sat through a pretty long movie. You went to a movie. Yeah. To yeah. be honest, you're actually a bit too close to me right now. Do you mind? Oh, no worries, brother. No worries. Um, Yeah, just need a rest. Mine's been racing for the last uh, three hours. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Don't cough on me, please, sir. We're in a pandemic. (coughs) All right. I'm probably going to leave. If this was a video game, you failed the simulation. Come back. <laughs> Are you okay? Do you need me to call the COVID people? No, I, what I need you to call is movie phone. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. I, need, I need you to find out the times for Tenet, the new Christopher Nolan movie, yeah. and I need you to go watch it. <laughs> Uh, it's I in the interest not... of public safety. I will die mm. if you don't see this movie. I would rather not, sir. Uh, be sir, in. need yes. I remind you that I'm this is woman. an improv scene, and you are contractually obligated to yes and me. Now, right? Will you go see Tenet in the theater? <clears throat> no, but <laughs> <laughs> I will. Um, I will consider watching it when it comes out on dvd in like a month that's clearly the better option i mean how important would a a cinema grade visual audio visual system be to a christopher nolan movie i mean well, i watch dunkirk on my iphone well you sir are not worth my time and my shelley just so that just so that you that daddy nolan still gets my fun bucks I'm going to see Tenet one more time. Okay, it's seen. <laughs> see, that was a bit of uh, life uh, art imitating life um, when I actually started coughing and we had to work mm. into the scene. That's what good improv, the, uh, improv is. That's what good improv is. All right, Dr. Barrel has our next offer for us. <clears throat> a hardcore vegan is trying to convince Hannibal Lecter to become a vegan. Why is it all convincing? Why is it all convincing, yeah, guys? I wonder if, yeah. Uh, do you want to be the vegan or the Hannibal? Um, I will be. What can you do a Hannibal impression? <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Okay, um, I'll try. All right, I'll be the vegan. <clears throat> um, all right, what's a vegan voice? <laughs> Just this real Just offensive. A- <laughs> 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 the vegans just sound like normal people. Okay. Um, 
hey, hey, brother, I, I couldn't help but notice that you were eating um, some meat at this barbecue that we're both at, this yes. mutual friends barbecue that we're both at. <laughs> yes. um, and I was just wondering, you seem to have only got meat on your plate. Have you considered any of the, like, um, roast veggie kebabs we've got going on here? Uh, or I am the... partial to some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> oh, that's great. We don't have... Um, Either of them at at this barbecue, ah. but we do have you can't barbecue beans, sadly. Um, ah. We do have wine, I think. We have beer. That's okay. That's the the we have the Chianti of beer. Ah, well, um, you see, the thing is that um, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, I I I brought my own tin of beans. Mm. Um, it c- could. Do you, if you, do you have a cast iron skillet, we could pop that on on. You'll the, you'll have to ask the, our the, mutual friends uh, oh, because oh, I'm, okay. I also don't live here. I'll go over to her now. <laughs> Hello, Clarice. <laughs> Am I Clarice now? Yes, Doctor Lecter. <laughs> I'm so glad you could make it. Um, I was just I, I, I was I was just wondering. Um. Do, do, do you have a problem with me eating meat here? Uh, it depends, of course, on the kind of meat you're eating, Doctor. Uh, just just a little long pork. Hmm. That feels like a reference to something, but... No, no, I... no. Just just, <laughs> just me just being silly. And I've got such a long amount of pork on my plate. <laughs> my voice is like, completely changed, but... <laughs> Oh, well, I'm just so glad you could you could make it here. I mean, I, I love having all my friends for dinner. Oh, so do I. <laughs> Is that the same? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I feel like that's our best one yet. I changed characters. I did an all right. Um, what's Jody, your name? Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster impression. Um. Okay. This one is again from Dan from Hawaii. I feel like it's going to be the same, like, four or five people just sending oh, a lot yeah. of requests. Um, so, Zac Efron and Corbin Bleu on the set of High School Musical 3, senior year, whereupon they discover that Corbin has no featured song outside of The Boys Are Back. Now, who wants to play Corbin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll play Corbin. Okay. Wait, can you read the scene again? So Zach and Corbin are on the set of High School Musical 3, whereupon they discover that Corbin has no featured song outside of The Boys Are Back. Okay. Okay. Zach, how's it going? Hey, sorry, bro. Just, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I'll oh, have you to sign it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I uh, also have stuff uh, to sign. <laughs> sorry, no, I think they're in a rush. I've um, got a, sorry, a Corbin. To, Corbin, to what, jump coming out. What is up? What is up, bro? Anything I was just you, looking. Man. I was just looking at my Wikipedia page. Do you know I have the third most translated Wikipedia page in the world? Wow, bro, that's Obama awesome, and man. Jesus. Oh, bro, what are you, you doing with your life? Oh, I'm dating Vanessa Hudgens. I'm gonna be in Hairspray. So, were you dating her at this point? Uh, yeah, I am. Sorry, you okay. might. Sorry, bro. I don't know if that got back to you, but um, we had a big like kind of. We threw a party last week. I I sent you an invite. I know I did. I know mm. I did, bro. Oh, that's okay. I was too busy um, working on Jump, the only other movie I know that Corbin Blue is, that I know that I'm in. Yeah, bro. That was so nice of you to give your dad a role in that. Um, yeah. Even though you yeah, have different last names. It. I saw your ad on Disney Channel, bro. That was tight. 
That was tight. Yeah. So, um, hey, have you read the the script for three for season? Yeah, man. Scream. Oh, I'm really looking forward to the spinning hallway. That's gonna be sick. Yeah, yeah. Have you like? I feel like. Am I am I not a good character in this franchise? Oh, bro, you're the you're the heart and soul of this franchise, bro. Like, well, I, honestly, I, I bro. Have... Like, if we took out um your character, hmm. his name, <laughs> uh, Chad, Chad Danforth, Chad. um, yeah. we would. Oh my god, like we would lose the 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 trilogy. Are you thinking of leaving? No, no, it's, okay, so here's my problem. I feel like I added a lot to High School Musical 2. Bro, I don't I feel dance like, best song of the franchise, bro. Uh, right, I think that that the the homoerotic subtext there, that was a risk for me as an actor in 2007. Yeah, you know, man. Like, that, that, was, that was a risk that I, that I, I took, um, that I, I took, and I agreed with Kenny Ortega that we should do it. I agreed with um, the guy who plays... Um, Lucas Grabeel. Lucas Grabeel. Lucas, what's up, mate? I can see you, bro. Yeah, look at him. Um, <laughs> and and I thought I I interpreted that as a step forward in the development of my character. Right. Yeah. And I'm just reading the script <clears throat> and the the track list for High School Musical three, and it appears that I only really have one song, and it's it's a duet with you, which is fine. Yeah, the boys uh, are back, bro. I'm s i am can not wait the, to the junkyard well, the, at night. That's gonna be sick, bro. The boy is back. I don't know if the boys are back, oh. which is ironic because that's sort of what the song is about. Um <laughs> But I I just can, do you think you could speak to Kenny, the director? Ah, uh, I Kenny, mean Kenny the director. Ah, uh, I mean I I don't know if we have that kind of relationship. Like, I just feel like there could be more development between me and Lucas's character. I feel like right, there could be. Right, right, there could, there could, Even if we, you know, I know it's only 2011, well, 10, nine, 9, 9, 9, um, and we probably can't go full-blown gay love story in High School Musical 3, but I still think we can drop some of those breadcrumbs for for people who had noticed it in High School no, Musical no, no, 2. No, 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 no. See, see, the Maybe thing is... it like, can be confirmed here. You no, know, well, okay, I, I don't know how far you got in the script, but you and Ryan are both straight, dude. Like, you've got... What? Female characters that you end up together with. No, 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 no. Like, Chad comes. Chad, Chad would leave his girlfriend by the end of the. I Chad should leave his girlfriend, and uh, me and Lucas Grabeel's character, um, it, it like leaves it ambiguous. Surely that's that's what should happen. No, 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 no. No, it's Corbin. Zach. It's two thousand nine. I mean, maybe, maybe in ten years' time, if they were making. Uh, another Star Wars film. Imagine that. It, then you could do something like stupid. that. But now we need to make, um, we need to have characters that are the opposite gender and the same color skin as you so that we don't have an interracial gay romance. The world might be ready for that in 2019 uh, in, in, a, in a major blockbuster. But right now we have to create those characters to prove that you're straight. All right. Even though we're not well, creating the characters that already exist, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that I don't know if that if I don't know if any Star Wars films are going to happen again in the future. Um and but if they do, I I think 
at least they wouldn't be made by Disney, you know. So oh yeah, actually, yeah. Oh my gosh, the, the fucking noose around our necks of this franchise. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. If only this yeah, was absolutely. a Warner Brothers original movie. Oh. Mm. I, I'd yeah. settle, settle even for Nickelodeon. All right, that's time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that was cult pop Shurian improv, dude. It was, yeah. That that was a cult pop scene. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. All right, uh, Dan also suggests way down the bottom. I might skip a few after this one because yeah. I feel bad for missing everyone out of the middle. And just do it um, Dan. Yeah, Dan says, uh, two podcasters realize they are long-lost brothers while recording a sponsor plug. <laughs> okay, um, can I get, a, um, can I get a, a, a brand that we would be sponsoring? Shall I ask the Discord? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can someone give me a brand <laughs> that we would be promoting? We would be promoting. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's hope someone starts writing. They, they won't shut up in the other channels, tell you what. <laughs> okay, should we do another one? We'll come back to that one. Okay. Off. Oh, someone, oh, Dan himself is writing. Dan himself. Um, All right, let's see what it is. Hopefully it doesn't take too long. Kiwi work. All right, I don't know what that is, but I guess we can make that up. I don't think it's real. Yeah. Whatever, that's fine. That's fine. Um. Hey guys, thank you for listening to this episode. Just want to take a quick break to thank our sponsor for this episode. Richard, do you have a problem where um, once a month you find yourself um, out of money? You know, it's 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 the day before before uh, payday. You oh. want to get Uber Eats, but you, you're down to your yeah, last Yeah, and I don't dollar. want to have to go to one of those loan sharks who are going to break right. my knees. No. Well, the great thing about living in New Zealand is that we don't have sharks here. <laughs> but we do have Kiwis. And Kiwis work. And Kiwi work is our sponsor for this episode. Kiwi work is a, uh, a credit loan company which will Deal, give deals you in small loans, payday advances, but without all those nasty interest fees. Exactly, and uh, what what KiwiWork actually does is work from a an insurance pool of other KiwiWork members. It only costs uh, $15 to sign up, and when you need that extra money, it actually comes from within the other users of KiwiWork. So it's Kiwis working to pay for each other. It's like a mini-tax situation yeah um and i'll tell you what i could really use this richard because when i was um when i was young and and, <laughs> and got my first job growing up in um a small town you wouldn't have heard of it it was a, it was a small town called um burnside in, in christchurch oh my um, god yeah i grew up right next to to burnside 
Oh, awesome. That's great. Um, I grew up actually in a in an orphanage. I don't know if we've talked about that much oh, on the really? podcast before. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't my my parents, um I never met my parents. I was told that I wasn't an orphan. I know I just said I lived in an orphanage. Um, but I was right. told that my parents uh were overwhelmed by the children, the amount of children they had, and so they dumped me off in a in an orphanage. Um and I did a lot of odd jobs around the That's house. That's crazy, um, yeah. I I I because so you, you must have been like quite a community. So so the the Kiwi Work brand of like Kiwis mm. helping each other um, must be quite personal to you. Growing up in an orphanage with all those people, it's similar. Like with with me, I yeah. grew up with like we had quite a large family with with lots of brothers and sisters. Um, right. And, and like yeah, and and because our my parents were so overwhelmed with children um to use mm. your phrase um, from earlier um they you know we, we would have to, to to chip in because they're, they're taking care of us and we would uh, kind of in turn take care of them mm. well that that's cool and that's sort of the heart and soul of kiwi work is the idea that we're all family we're all brothers mm. and we're all sisters yeah. um and I yeah, so I never I never met my my family, but my uh the the kind of like head of the orphanage um mm. knew knew them. Um and they would always go over for like pork chops and Oh and, my gosh, and no, my mum made the best pork chops. Like uh Right. We had the yeah. growing up. We had um these ah uh, they worked at like some kind of charity and, and whenever they would come over, uh mum would make mm. pork chops. What um wait what charity was this? Uh, I I I honestly it, can't, it was some kind of like Salvation Army that they, they right. worked with, um worked with kids. Yeah yeah okay so the the point the point I was making is yeah, that yeah, yeah. um is that 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 same Kiwi spirit of helping each other out helping out your fellow brothers and sisters whether they be related to you or not. Yeah. was was is is really important to our nation's um, Cause, cause, identity. Because at times it is easy to feel like being uh, a New Zealander, you feel so secluded from the rest of the world. And, you mm. know, we've all got kind of personal things as well. Like, um, uh, for instance, I've got a third nipple, so does everyone in my family. And that... <laughs> we, like, I, I've always felt like a bit of a freak growing up. Um, but when Wait. finding that small community, you know, to to, to help each other. Wait, how many nipples do you have? Three. I have three nipples. What? What? Like the third one? It's 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 not it's not like a nipple. It's like a no. It's on the same areola, but it's a it's another nipple. Right. Is it the same with you? Yeah. Do you have a um a, a lightning bolt scar on your butt? I I have. Why would it be a scar, a birthmark? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. Oh my god! Wait, <laughs> what a massive coincidence. Um. Anyway, Kiwi work. Um. <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> All right. Very good. <laughs> I hope people enjoy this. <laughs> All, All right. right um okay. let's do we're, we're let's let's keep this around an hour i don't want to torture people with any more than an hour okay. so i've got about about 20 or so minutes left <clears throat> all right um okay here we go here's two um 
<laughs> okay, there's two almost identical ones. We can choose which one to do. Doc tries to explain 2020 to Marty so they can figure out where to go back in time and see everything right. Or Rick tries to explain 2020 to Morty so they can try and figure out which alien civilization is slowly trying to destroy Earth and why. Mm, interesting. So I feel like doing a Rick and Morty impression is cringier than doing a Doc and Marty impression. Right. Okay. But so I'm probably equally as good or bad at both. Well, they just sound like they sound the same. Uh, all right, should we do Doc and Marty? Okay. Do you want to be Doc or Which Marty? You... Um, I will be Marty. Okay. So I just forgot to explain. The, set, set the scene for me. Okay. Um, I've I'm I'm with Jennifer, and. Um, she, we've just got back from a time travel adventure and I'm, I'm seeing her for the first time in a long time and I'm talking about how we're going to go camping together. Right. And it's 1985. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh the DeLorean comes crashing through your living room. <laughs> I'm wearing a mask. Whoa, whoa, Doc! Doc, what's going on? M- Marty! Marty! Yeah, yeah, you gotta come with me. What's going on, Doc? There's this. Why'd you crash through my living room? There's no time to explain. We could. Why are you wearing a mask? There's there's this this pandemic, Marty. This, what? This, it's, it's 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 not you that I'm worried about. It's it's the future. Why did you crash through my living room, then, Doc? <laughs> I I uh, uh, We might need to go back in time and stop this from uh, happening uh, real uh, quick, real quick, Doc. Before we go and stop a pandemic. Okay, side adventure. Whoa, travel back in time to, to <laughs> five minutes ago. <laughs> the DeLorean waits by the driveway. Moments later, a flash of li- a flash of lightning. Uh, the DeLorean appears. In the driveway, our DeLorean crashes into it, thus changing the future. Um, oh, no, no, this is heavy, Doc. Oh, Mar- Marty, Marty, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you tell me that after I've been in the car oh, with you in an enclosed breathing space? Oh, Marty, no, I think it's when we crashed into my past self. Oh, I thought you meant I- because of the pandemic. <laughs> And Doc Wait, died. maybe we can go back in time and stop this from happening. Very good scene. All right. Okay, that was fun. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go to um Zex's uh Major Tom literally telling Ground Control whose shirt he's wearing for the papers. I don't understand this. Wait, sorry, read it again. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. I don't get the reference. Read it again. Major Tom literally telling Ground Control whose shirt he's wearing for the papers. Right, it's um, uh, Space Oddity by David Bowie. I got that much, but I don't understand. Um, it's the um, the and the papers want to know whose shirt you wear. Okay. Do I need to know any more information? Um. Uh, no, I guess not. So, who's is Major Tom David Bowie or is Ground Control David Bowie? Uh, it switches. Okay, so we'd both be doing David Bowie. Yeah. Okay, well, let's do okay. that then. 
All right. So do you want to be ground control or Major Tom? I'll be um, ground control. This is Major Tom to ground control. Hello, Major Tom. (laughs) This is ground control. We read you loud and clear. Um, Tell my wife I love her very much. She's right here. She knows. knows. You don't need to tell her that. (laughs) She's with me now. She heard what you said. I'm not letting her speak into the microphone. All right. Is there anything you wanted from me? Um, I think the onus is on you, according to the wording. Okay. (laughs) You might want something from me. Um, I just thought you might want to know something about me. But I guess I'll just tell you things about me unprompted. <laughs> but isn't it isn't it Major Tom telling Ground Control whose shirt he's wearing? Yes, because Ground Control says they want to know oh, whose okay. shirt. Okay, wait, 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 before you go, Major Tom. Oh, yes, hello, you... yes, yes, I'm still here. <laughs> Such a peripheral knowledge of David Bowie. <laughs> what shirt are you? Whose shirt are you wearing? Uh, well, this is a, a piece by uh, uh, Alexander Todd McLean. <laughs> I'm calling the scene. <laughs> I can't see this going. <laughs> well, that was it. We just needed to. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Um, give me another. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, AJ tries to sell Richard on the fact that rotten t- fruit tastes better from the Almighty Watcher. <laughs> Richard. Yeah, bro. Try it, bro. Try what? <laughs> try this apple. Uh, that apple looks uh, pretty old. <laughs> it's yeah, that's what's so good about it. It's it's like a, it's like um, it's like juice already. It's like you know how they were trying to make those alternatives to water bottles where it was just like a very thin seaweed uh, parcel filled with water, and you just throw it in your mouth and bite down, and that's how you get water. Right. It's you, like that. Uh, okay. Um. Still, I'd probably just rather have one of those. Right. Well, this is like that, but it's um, it's lumpy juice. Maybe okay. You take a bite out of it. Oh, I've I've had my fill. Right. So you you know like, I I mean probably just a normal apple would taste better, wouldn't it? Uh it tastes different. I don't know if it tastes better. It's not. It's not a situation of one's better than the other. I think that right. they each have their place. Okay. So I mean, because because you texted me and said. Richard, um, I'm going to try sell you on the fact that rotten fruit tastes better. And that was kind of what I came into this uh, exchange uh, knowing. And now you're you're not really going with that. Well, it's not that it tastes better. It's that it's underrated. It's that you you. It t- I want to say it tastes better to try and catch the attention. Of right. People okay. Because so people are so quick to write it off. Right. So it's like when you say that Borat Two is better than Hamilton. It's exactly like. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can end it there. Um, okay. All right. Have you got another one? Um. Yep. Well, I can get another one. 
Um, oh, there's so many I don't want to do. I know I shouldn't be reading them ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these are good. I just don't want to do them all, and I yeah. don't want to. Um, um, all right, just going to pick one at random. Um, Ash Ketchum, this is from Zach. Ash Ketchum trying to have a DMC with Pikachu, knowing full well that what Pikachu will reply with, and also knowing he probably can't comprehend what is being said either. What's a DMC? Uh, is that what people call, um, like, we call them deep and meaningfuls here? DMs? Like, you have a late night DM? Yeah. I imagine that's probably, it's deep and meaningful for conversation. According to, to um, Urban oh, Dictionary, okay. it is. Uh, whoever wrote that, uh, interestingly, that that's not what we call them here. But that's that's very okay. interesting to know that it's that we have a different thing. Dibs being Pikachu. Okay. Hey, Pikachu! It's <laughs> just Kirk Van Houten. <laughs> uh, Pikachu! Pika? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Pikachu? I've been really thinking about Misty lately. Pika. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if she likes me very much. Pikachu. What, Pikachu. What's a guy to do? Listen, Ash. <laughs> I, don't, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but it's been years. Misty's really not into you, bro. What she's been we've been texting a little bit, but she never she always says she doesn't have time. She cares about you a lot, dude, like she does. Um, but she's just not into you. And to be honest, it's actually starting to reflect poorly on you the sort of amount of pressure you're clearly putting on her. Right. I, be, I might just send her a message pre- though, Ash, just just to be like, hey, Ash, hi, um Ash, you have something very special with Misty. It's called a friendship. And if that's not good enough for you, then maybe you need to consider distancing yourself altogether. Oh, thanks, Pikachu. I always knew I could count on you. Come here, buddy. Pika! <laughs> Pikachu. Here you go. <laughs> Pikachu. Pikachu. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Peter. Okay. That was good. I enjoyed that one. Here we go. I like these shorter ones a lot more. Um, J.K. Rowling's publicist confronting her after she posted, Hogwarts didn't always have bathrooms before adopting muggle plumbing methods in the 18th century, witches and wizards simply relieved themselves where they stood and vanished the evidence on the Pottermore Twitter. All right, who do you want to be? Um, uh, I'll be be the publicist. Okay, I'm J.K. Rowling. Uh, this will be a phone call, I imagine. Okay. Ring, ring. Uh, hello, you've reached Joanna. <laughs> Hi, Joe. Um, it's Malcolm. Malcolm. Hello. Um, just been on Twitter. Uh, yes. Uh, you'll see. I'm going hard. Yes. Yes. Um, we 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 need we need to maybe uh have a wee chat about your your Twitter. Mm. Do, Why? do you really think that that's the most appropriate thing you could be posting? How do you know what I'm about to post? Uh, I, I don't know what you're about to post. What I'm talking about is what you just posted 
which oh, is right. that... Oh, I thought you were talking about what I just drafted up. Um, oh. It's really going to make a splash in, uh, the, uh, okay. in, in the fan well, well, okay. base. Okay, after what you've just said about um, mm. witches and wizards shitting all over Hogwarts... Mm, very I, important. I, I, I would love to know what you're about to post next. I was about to post that... Um, People who who dress up as as women shouldn't be in women's bathrooms. It's related. It's related to when, bathrooms. When you say people who dress up as women, yes, that is an intentional character decision I've made as J.K. Rowling, and not an indication of how maybe someone portraying me in an improv sketch would think of right. <laughs> trans woman uh, as being. Uh, 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 they want to get into the bathroom and they want to they want to behave like the wizards in my stories and shit all over the floor. <laughs> That's what this is all about. Right. It's so, always been about bathrooms. So right, okay. So this I, is this people is think really I'm a your... turf. People think I'm 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 adding too much to the Harry Potter. I'm just obsessed with bathrooms. It's all <laughs> it all comes down to that. <laughs> I'm JK Rowling and I love shitting everywhere. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> Here goes the next one. Okay. Um... Um... <laughs> Richard has a... This is from Dad from Hawaii. Richard has a big issue with the new Jonestown video AJ is making. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, for the sake of simplicity, I'm making a video about Jonestown. <laughs> Not referring to an old Patreon tier that we've now retired where I would oh, make videos for people. I, well, I was going to go with that, but... Um, I just think this is less confusing if you just do it. Well, the okay, there's a Patreon tier where for okay. 30 bucks, <laughs> AJ would make a video about, of your choice. If, the, if there's anything improv needs, it's, it's context. Well, that's what he's asking for. Anyway, uh, AJ, hey, bro. Mm. Hey, um, man. Uh, so this script you've sent me for your video about uh, the Jonestown massacre, mm. um, was that because uh, uh, I remember when, when Dan from Hawaii bought the Jonestown tier, mm. he said um, to make a video about uh, one of the greatest moments in history and, and you've yes. chosen this mass suicide. Well, it's ironic. Right, okay, because that, that's not really coming across in the script. <laughs> uh, it's coming across very sincere. Um, mm. uh, you're really looking up to, um, what's his name, Jim Jones, is that it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, that's it. Yeah, he's my father. And also, um, te it's technically not regarded as a mass suicide, but a mass killing because a lot uh, okay, of Okay, yeah, AJ, see, that's the thing. You, you seem to be hung up on these little details, like... Mm. Um, you're saying like, oh, you know, here we are. Like at the start, it says like, I want to talk to you about one of the greatest things that's ever happened in human history. Now Correct. I know you're thinking mass suicide is sad, but but it's not actually a mass suicide. It's mass killing, and 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 somehow you like think that that's makes it better. Uh, it certainly makes it better um, for the the people who died. They're not labelled as people who killed themselves. They're right, as, okay. As and, and so you're trying to rewrite history and turn this into a positive thing? 
I'm trying to look at the bright side of things because I think we need to do that. I think we need to look more at the bright side. Right. I mean, like, did, did you have any other ideas? Like, is this the first one you landed on or were there other ones? Yeah, um, I was looking at Titanic. Oh, yeah? That's that's long enough ago to not be super offensive. Okay, what jokes about, about more recent ones? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing yet. Nothing for no the last 20 for years? Yet. To be honest, Jonestown's almost a little bit too recent in itself um, for me to be fully comfortable <laughs> making jokes about. But Titanic's fine. They crashed into an iceberg. All right. A bunch of people died. No. Ah. <laughs> okay. Right. Do you maybe want to draft up a script about that then? Do you want some of this ketamine, dude? Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Now you'll get it. Okay. Um, all right, here we go. Here's a good one that I think will really shine out. Um, this is from Zach as well. Tom Brady the final one. Tom Brady begging Bill Bel Belichick to trade for him to return to the Pats after making the worst decision of his career. Okay, I'll be Tom Brady, you be Bill Belichick. <laughs> Bill. Bill, Tom. trade for me to return to the Pats. You've made the worst decision of your career. I cannot do that, Tom. All right. You so, know I can't, Tom. Was, you know how this one. works. You know how football bureaucracy works. I'm Tom fucking Brady. I don't have to and know I'm how things Bill work. Bill something. And listen to me, Tom. You think you're Tom fucking Brady? Let me tell you, Tom. You ain't shit. <laughs> you ain't you even Marsha Brady. <laughs> You are you are a pawn in the chess game of football. <laughs> All right, very good. <laughs> I don't know any of what that was about. Yeah. Well, I know a little bit. Okay, here let's make this the last one. Oh. Yeah. This is from Alan Smithy. Spider Man goes more into detail about how his suit chafes with that dude in the elevator. <laughs> uh Joey Spider Man or the dude? Uh, I'll be the dude. Oh, I knew you were going to be the dude. It's the more fun character. Um, cool Spidey suit. Uh, yeah, it's a little uh, little tired around the crotch area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> Chafe City, population two. My thighs. <laughs> Very good. I thought uh, you were going to say your balls. No, no. Oh, my gosh, though. Bloody swimming in sweat though so where'd you get your spider-man suit from uh um san diego comic-con interesting mm. it's weird that they would have suits for a real life person at a comic con well why wouldn't they because well they've, they've made fiction. comics of spider-man in this universe? Yeah, and what what do you mean in this universe? There's one universe, dude. Then there's a whole fucking universe of chafing going on in my undergarments. Interesting. Okay, so um sorry, yeah, come come on in. So there's more people getting on the elevator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hey just, guys. Just up up, please. Um Oh, I was just telling um telling this dude over here. My name is Taylor. Hey, Taylor, bro. Uh, my bro, Taylor. Uh, we were just comparing ball sweat. Um, mm. And uh, Taylor was just about to show me his. Um, my ball sweat? Yeah. 
All right, I'll get a napkin and wipe my balls <laughs> and show you the napkin. This is where improv goes, is to ball sweat. All right, I'm 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 happy to call it there, Richard. What do you think? Uh, Yeah, I mean, if we want. Well, maybe you know, we can, we can do... call it anywhere because we didn't have to do this at all. <laughs> maybe we could do um, part two of this at some point in the future because we've, we've got this thread here. We can always yeah. go back and look at it. Um, so what, did you learn anything about improv? Uh, yeah, I learned that we're real good at it. That's good. That's the most important thing to learn. Um, okay. So thank you very much everybody for listening. Um, if you, if this is your first episode of Cold Popshire, I cannot imagine you'll be returning for a second episode, <laughs> um, but it's, it's usually a bit more focused and, um, specific than this. But thank you very much for listening. You can, of course, find all our social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Acast, iTunes, all the places you can watch our videos or listen to our podcast at all those places at Cole Popture everywhere. Or you can email us at colepopshamedia at gmail.com. Join the Discord, which is where we're getting all these questions from, where you can talk to us daily. Um, so that's pretty and cool. And nightly. Um, and nightly. And we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Popsha. Jump on there. Come say hi. And I guess one of the things we post on Patreon. Um, and yes, stay tuned for the post credit scene after this music ends. I hope this was a good episode and I'm very sorry if it's a complete and utter disaster. Uh, hopefully it wasn't though. It's hard to tell. Yeah, it'd be fun to do a part two of this because it was not very much prep work. <laughs> it's, it's, there's a, um, I often find myself, uh, thinking an episode wasn't very good and then i go back and edit it and i'm like this episode's fine so and then it comes out and everyone goes the episode was real bad yeah yeah exactly um, um, but just to finish listening. on we should um let's uh what else have we got <laughs> can you tell that this guy is french yeah when I was a teenager, I made up a character, a French character called Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I will be, not be performing that character. Uh, thank you, everybody. Good night. And Bye. Good morning. All right, and welcome along to the post credit scene. This is the scene at the end of each episode where. <laughs> For $5 or more on Patreon, you get to give us something to talk about. That's over at patreon.com slash coldpopture. Head on over there now if you want to ask us a question for the post credit scene. Richard, what and who, what is the post credits question and who is it from? Uh, all right, this is from Andrew Harding, who says, Hey there, Richard and AJ. Um, I had a question for I had a question for an after credit scene. Your film franchise Four Nights on Blade made me remember how Del Toro basically just reused his creepy vampires in his series The Strain, right down to doing the vampire autopsy again. Uh, can you think of any other times that creators just recycled their own work or took a second shot at an idea? Thanks in advance. Stay cool, Andrew. Mm. Um, you stay cool as well, Andrew. But um, so- the, the kind of the the uh. The one like obvious example I thought of is um, there's like in Transformers three there's like shots that Michael Bay just reused from the first one and there's like a car crash that was in the island that's in one of the Transformers movies as well and it's like yeah, yeah. it's legitimately just the exact same footage um, yeah 
but yeah, in terms of um, uh, directors taking a second shot at an idea, have you got any? Well, I know that there's classic examples. Like, isn't um, the El Mariachi trilogy kind of just the same film? Yeah, yeah. A couple of times. Um, that's Robert Rodriguez. Same with uh, Evil Dead 1 and 2. Is basically Evil Dead 2 is basically Evil Dead, but with more with comedy the budget now, added yeah. to it. In a higher yeah. budget, yeah. Um, uh, I know that um, this is an example that I talk, I've talked about before, um, but a TV show creator, writer that I'm a, a somewhat of a fan of um, named Brian Fuller, who created one of my favorite TV shows of all time called Pushing Daisies. Um, he has sort of, I don't know if anyone else has noticed, but he's reused the same concepts and like, cause all the shows get canceled. And so yeah. he reuses the same concepts over and over again. So like his first show was called wonderfuls. And that was in terms of like stylization, very similar looking to pushing daisies. And then pushing daisies came out and was like exact same looking kind of show, um, which is very bright Tim Burton esque, um, you know colorful Hyper kind of thing stylist. and then then the show he made after pushing daisies was was hannibal which is probably his most famous work to date based on the the, the hannibal the cannibal series um you might remember mads- from earlier in this podcast <laughs> uh this is the mads mickelson version um as hannibal and uh i always thought it was real interesting that pushing daisies was about a guy who could with one touch bring dead people back to life for a minute and ask who killed them and would solve try solve the mystery based on the clues that the dead person would give them um and the kind of gimmick of pushing daisies was that all the deaths were these like radical like colorful cartoony deaths so there were things like um the classic one was a lady got harpooned to a a lighthouse spotlight and so her body because she had like a yellow and white rain jacket on looked like a fried egg because she was you know like Mm. when she was touched again and came back to life she looks like a fried egg um Fast forward to Hannibal and you've got a show about a detective who has like this quasi supernatural ability to put himself in crime scenes and and um, sympathize with the murderer to help solve crime. So he again, he is sort of a way to get an in, inside knowledge of the murder um, and the deaths in Hannibal were also very spectacular there was a totem pole of bodies there was a a um a a couple dead corpses whose like backs had been opened and looked like um angel wings and they were in a prayer position and so and there's like one guy whose whose throat had been cut open and his vocal cords were used as like violin strings and things like that and i i don't know if anyone else figured it out but like I, I remember watching it and being like, this is dark and grisly pushing daisies. It's the exact same MO. It's the exact same premise that it's a a, a, a crime solver who has a way of uh, understanding more than your average person about a crime, investigates cartoonish, violent murders. Mm. You know, it's just one takes it very seriously and one is kind of silly a bit that's cool yeah that's a really really good observation another one is that um the leftovers is like damon lindelof just like recycling ideas from lost and like refining them um yeah it's it's essentially like yeah you can see watching the leftovers it's very clearly like the next evolution of lost um, nice and i've seen watchmen which feels like the next evolution of, of of the leftovers yeah. i'm gonna watch the leftovers next year 
I'm going to watch a bunch of TV shows next. Yeah, gonna, yeah. AJ's thing is he's going to watch TV shows and get into um, TV and games. Yeah, that's me. That's my news resolution. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 